listening to Jodrick. Yes, you're listening to me, Jodrick. So we got the story out of the gate with funding. Uh, I guess this came out on Friday. The IG Inspector General's report from the Justice Department, and it, it, it involves Anthony Weiner's uh, emails. The, uh, these are the these are the Hillary Clinton emails actually that were found on his laptop. Uh, from Gateway, they're saying now apparently there was uh, there's a bunch of people on the internet that were looking into this and. <laughs> had noticed, had put this together, so. The Justice Department Inspector General's report was released on Friday, and in it were hidden pieces of information that when you put, it, put all of those uh, pieces in context, uh, and how certain events happened along, along um, the timeline, because we all, you know, uh, saw various things happening. It's just like leading our, right up to, uh, this is, focusing on the time period leading right up into the election. And says the <laughs> Department of Justice Inspector General's report related to the many lies of former FBI head Andrew McCabe is 39 pages. Um, one key item that was included in the Inspector General's report was related to the Anthony Weiner emails. So Anthony Weiner was sentenced to two years in prison in September 2017 for sexting minors. Uh, the pervert was Democrat Senator Chuck Schumer's protege, and he is married to Huma Abedin, Hillary Clinton's favorite or, or number one aide during the 2016 presidential campaign. So when the New York Police Department uh, investigated Wiener's crime for texting minors sometime in and around 2016, they obtained his computer that at least uh, one source says included up to 650,000 emails related to corruption, pay-for-play, and uh, more heinous crimes implicating a number of individuals, including the Clintons and other liberal elites. It's suspected that this was Wiener's insurance in case he ever needed it. Uh, instead, it landed into the hands of the authorities as a result of him texting minors. Uh, let's see. Uh, an internet sleuth named that goes by the handle uh, Tracy Beans on the internet put together an amazing video. She put all this, where she puts all this stuff together and I've seen the video and, and it's actually, it's actually, um, I don't think it, it, it's not theoretical. This is not a theory. This is uh, the way she presents the, um, what is known from the IG's report. Uh, when you measure that against the timeline, I think it's accurate. So here's the storyline. Andrew McCabe was made aware of uh, Wiener's emails in September, 2016, but he sat on the emails for a month. After about a month, there was a, uh, either unrest within the FBI or the New York Police Department. <laughs> Individuals who knew of Wiener's emails were suspected of putting pressure on the FBI to look into the emails. So on October 24th, 2016, Obama's corrupt Attorney General uh, Loretta Lynch inserted a new team on the Eric Garner case in New York. Garner was a black man who died under police custody. There were no indictments in the Garner case, but somehow the Justice Department got involved. According to the report, the Inspector General's report, McCabe and Attorney General Lynch held a call with New York. McCabe told the Office of Inspector General that during the October 2016 timeframe, it was his perception that there was a lot of information coming out of likely the FBI's New York field office that was ending up in the news. McCabe told the Inspector General that he had some heated back and forth with the New York assistant director in charge over the issue of media leaks. On October 26, 2016, McCabe and the uh, assistant director in charge, New York, 
participated in what McCabe described as a hastily convened conference call with the attorney general who delivered the same message to us about, this is him quoting, we're quoting him, about leaks with specific focus on leaking regarding to high-profile investigation by FBI's New York field office into the death of Eric Garner. McCabe told us that he never heard her use more forceful language. Uh, the New York assistant director confirmed that the participants got ripped by the AG on leaks. Okay, so they're going along. They're getting, they've got this Eric Garner case. The, the uh, attorney general steps in uh, and starts browbeating this uh, <laughs> FBI field office about leaking to meet. The problem with that is that no leaks had happened at that point. So fast forward a few days later, on, uh, as reported by Ed Breitbart, on November 4th, 2016, Eric Prince, founder of Blackwater, was on Breitbart Radio, and he said shocking things about Wiener's emails. Prince claimed that he had inside knowledge of the investigation that could help explain why the FBI director, James Comey, ha had to announce he was reopening the investigation into Clinton's email server last, last week. And this is, this is back then in uh, November. So remember that James Comey had last minute had opened the investigation, reopened the investigation into Hillary's emails right uh, during that, um, those final days of the election. And it was because of uh, Wienergate and the sexting scandal with the New York Police Department started investigating it. Through a subpoena, through a warrant, they searched his laptop and sure enough found those 650,000 emails. They found way more stuff than just more information pertaining to inappropriate sexting the guy was doing. This is according to Prince. They found State Department emails. They found a lot of other really uh, damning criminal information, including money laundering, including the fact that Hillary went to this sex island with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Bill Clinton went there more than 20 times, and Hillary went there at least six times, he said. The amount of garbage that they found on, the, on these emails of criminal activity by Hillary and her immediate circle and even by other Democratic members of Congress was so disgusting that they gave it to the FBI. And they said, we're going to go public with this if you don't reopen the investigation and you don't do the right thing with timely indictments. That's according to Prince and the Breitbart interview. So he says, I believe, I know, and this is from a very well-placed source of mine at 1PP, which is one police plaza in New York. Uh, the New York Police Department wanted to do a press conference announcing the warrants and the additional arrests they were making in, the invest in this investigation. And they've gotten huge pushback to the point of coercion from the Justice Department, with the Justice Department threatening to charge someone that had been unrelated in the accidental heart attack uh, death of Eric Garner almost two years ago. That's the level of pushback the Obama Justice Department is doing against actually seeking justice in the email and other related criminal matters. So Prince shared, uh, had shared at that time that the New York Police Department had kept a copy of all the emails on Wiener's, on Wiener's computer and, um, and said the following. Prince agreed but said, if people are willing to bend or break the law, they don't really care about the Constitution or due process. If you're willing to use Stalinist tactics against someone, who knows what level of pressure could be brought to bear against even those, even the most tenacious law enforcement officials. Prince stated that Obama Justice Department was trying to use the Garner investigation as leverage to shut down the investigation into New York, in New York, into Wiener's emails. Friday's uh, Inspector General uh, report confirmed that Attorney General Lynch did discuss the Garner case with the New York, with New York and McCabe, and she used forceful language. Friday's Inspector General report confirms many of the statements that Prince made just before the 2016 election. So, here you have. Uh, so here, so so essentially, what they're saying is, is that that's what that's what happened to that prompted Comey to reopen the investigation into Hillary's emails, and we all were kind of seeing that, but um, it had not been apparent that um, 
to the level of um, involvement with the New York Police Department and the fact that they, I mean, obviously they've seen the, they've seen the emails. So, uh, and so now it makes more sense how everything kind of transpired during that time period and, and why all of a sudden it looked really weird. The other thing that it does too, is it gives you some perspective into um, how they've acted since, the, since uh, Obama left office, okay? They've continued, liberals have continually been acting like, um, like Trump isn't, uh, wasn't legitimately elected, like they need to impeach him, they need to get, out of, get him out of there. They, you know, they, so this could, I'm not saying that what's on the computer, what's on Wiener's laptop um, inside those emails is um, going to be like the biggest bombshell of ever, but it sounds like it's pretty important. It sounds like they're, that it could be, um, <laughs> it could be quite damaging, not just damaging, but this is uh, life altering in a negative aspect for a number of liberals. So you can see how um, their whole, their whole media machine, because they said it's their, it's their whole group, you know, the, Hillary's whole inner circle and other liberals. And we, we know that some of those circles or some of those liberals travel in those media circles and that those media, um, the higher ups are actually related. They're married, uh, all together into these family groups. And so there's connections there beyond just, um, a similar viewpoint, a similar political viewpoint. So it's interesting to see that um, that information, the, the specific information that um, gives credence to the idea that these liberals are, are on a list and they're, they're under an investigation, the, is in the Inspector General's report, some of that information that is known, like what we had just talked about uh, here and what they put out on uh, Gateway here, some of that is known. And if this is the case, then there is information that the inspector general would not be able to put in his report and make public because it's part of an ongoing investigation. So behind the so essentially what they're saying is behind the scenes, these people are, are getting prosecuted. They're going to be prosecuted. And now we look at, we now stuff like Bootgate starts to look, uh, starts to make more sense, you know, because of, and the players. So when Trump says he's going after human trafficking, okay, these, huh, it seems like that, you know, it's like, um, it seems like that part of his uh, agenda kind of came out of nowhere. It wasn't something that was on the public's radar. It wasn't something that the public was, um, wasn't something that they were really mindful of. I mean, you know, so all of a sudden it becomes, it comes to the fore and he takes it up as a, a major component of his, of his presidency of his first term. So he goes after it. He's getting rid of the gangs. He's, you know, going after the opioid crisis. All of these things that, that, that he's doing are, um, seem to be connected to this thing. And so then when you start looking at Bootgate or the black eye scandals and, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it starts to kind of make a little bit more sense that these people have, you know, issues. So, uh, now as far as Bootgate is concerned, uh, there was John McCain, John McCain, who had, who was caught posting a photo of himself with the boot on that he was supposedly wearing for a, uh, an injury that he had had some work done on his, on his, his ankle or whatever. And so he was supposedly wearing that boot for that. Next thing you know, he posts a picture like on Instagram or something and he's sitting there with the boot on the other foot. So it's like, um, okay, so which foot got the surgery? And so he got caught. He was like caught. There's photographic evidence of him wearing the boot on the wrong foot during the time when he was injured and he was supposedly recovering, okay? Uh, 
So he's, you know, having all of these constant health problems and so on and so forth in the midst of all of this. Last week, well, at least a couple of weeks ago, his wife pipes up when um, Backpage gets taken down by the FBI. And she says, well, I told those guys they needed to shut that thing down. And that to me was like the oddest thing because out of all of the people in the world and all of the people in the United States and all of the people that have um, tech companies or, or uh, internet companies, <laughs> McCain's wife knows is, is buddy-buddy somehow with these Backpage guys. And somehow McCain can't remember what foot he's supposed to have his boot on. You see, see what's happening here? Now, we have to wait and see, you know, what, the, uh, what, what becomes of these investigations. But know this, these people are most definitely under investigation. There's a number of them. And that's the reason why you started seeing people, I am not seeking another term. Uh, as soon as Trump was elected, they're like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm uh, announcing my retirement today. Yeah, these people are like getting while the getting's good. And that may not help them in this particular case because they have, <laughs> they have actual evidence that these people were involved in something quite nefarious. So it's a, uh, it kind of sucks. But then when you go back, if you not, I don't want to like to read into, into to stuff too much. I like to um, fit it, fit the information in with what is known. And then fit it in with this timeline, just like Tracy Beans has done, uh, and see the the course of all of these individuals' uh, decision making. So they're making decisions based on um, information at the time, in real time. But when you go back and look at it in retrospect, you realize that every decision that they were making actually lines up with every other thing that was happening around them. So you take all of those things together and you put them together, and you realize that every time some of these politicians or senators uh, would flip votes. There was a reason, um, a direct, they were directly being affected. There was a reason for um, them making these strange decisions like, oh, I'm going to hold out on this because for some, for some silly reason to hold out on voting yes on, a, on a, a bill or whatever, spending or anything. So there is no question that if, you, if, we, if the United States had been having a problem like that, and corruption to that level, yeah, it, that's pretty serious. And it definitely is not something that we can just wink away. It's not like, you know, oh, yep. we clean those fellows out and make room for the new fellows. That's the last thing that this country needs. But anyways, good for her. She, she really sleuthed that out. And uh, that is, you know, just no matter what you do, think about things critically. Make sure that you, um, you look at those things. So Stormy Daniels, I guess she came out and had some... Uh, She said some mystery man approached her in, her in a parking lot and threatened her in an effort to silence her about her sexual encounter with Donald Trump, her alleged sexual encounter. So I guess they released a rough sketch of the guy and like everyone on the whole entire internet is like busting up laughing because the guy looks exactly like her ex-husband. <laughs> His face is burned into my memory. Yeah. <clears throat> For like... The first part of the day, everyone was like, is it Tom Brady? Does it look like Tom Brady? No, the, the sketch actually looks exactly like her ex-husband. Um, there's only two ways Stormy can go here, okay? Uh, either Stormy doesn't like the president and is trying to use this somehow as, her, as a... 
she's either okay. She's so she's either working for the liberals, okay, which which means they probably would have threatened her in some way to do it. If she's if she's not so if she's reluctant to do it, they would have threatened her. If she was uh, amiable to it, to coming out with these false allegations, um, then then they're in agreement, and so that's why she shows up on media, okay. But there's a third possibility, possibility, um, and I've been thinking about this for quite some time because there's obviously photos of um, Stormy and uh, Donald Trump. You know, they're not they're not together together, but they take a photo together. You know, so but I mean, but these people have had interaction; they talk. And I'm not talking about sexual interaction either. I'm just talking about interaction. And the thing about um, this that I think is funny is that it didn't come out during the election. Okay, it didn't come out during the election. Uh, when it would have, when it would have been germane, when it would have like hurt the worst by her coming out. Okay. With this, if this is such a huge scandal, if there's anything to it and if they, so anyways, it doesn't, <laughs> but there's a third option. And the third option is, is that because the two know each other or at least have had, um, interactions with each other before, not necessarily sexual, but perhaps they're, you know, I mean, he knows a number of people who are famous. So, uh, perhaps they, you know, she's a ringer, perhaps she's a ringer, not for, not for liberals, but for, but for Trump to just give the liberals something to focus on that's negative about Trump, but isn't real so that it can be jerked out from underneath them at any time and also make them look completely like paranoid and like. I mean, because they really, they're like, the TV shows are just eating it up. Like, oh, I mean, she comes up with a sketch. The guy looks exactly like her. <laughs> looks exactly like her ex-husband. <laughs> Doesn't look anything like Donald Trump. So the whole thing is, is like borderline hilarity. You know, and I, so I'm, uh, I'm waiting still for that moment where she just kind of pops up and goes, yep, you're right. None of it was true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, because you notice like n- n- nobody else is, uh, it's like a red herring. It's like, uh, look at this over here while everybody's being prosecuted for crimes that they committed. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this hot porn star. Well, she's, she's nice. She's, she seems nice. But at the same time, it's like, um, oh, look at this. Look at this lady over here. While everyone else is getting cuffed up and going to prison. (laughs) And then by the time they're done talking about it, there, <laughs> it's a it's a syndrome. It's a deranged syndrome. They have Trump derangement syndrome. It's it's a bit much, if you ask me. We need to get these uh, criminals out of government. We get them out of government. We need to do it now. So there's you know, some Democrat congressman calls for Fox News to fire Sean Hannity, and I mean this guy looks like a dolt. Well. He, need, he needs to be fired. Sean Hannity needs to be fired. You know why? Because, because it's, uh, it's a big stain. He's a big stain. So apparently there was an allegation that um, Sean Hannity had um, interaction with Michael Cohen. And so they go after him on that. Oh, yo, Sean Hannity also, also, you know, Michael Cohen was his attorney. So Hannity's like, 
this goes along with what I, what I was saying about the Stormy Daniels. Like, all these people are te- pretty technically ringers, okay? Like, they're chasing something that they're never, that's never going to bring about the fruit that they're after. And so it's pretty obvious that if Michael Cohen had any interaction, so, so apparently they go after Sean Hannity over this, right? Who cares? I mean, like the guy is, he's on Fox News. He's got a show and everything. But, I'm, but what I'm saying is, is that uh, <laughs> they want to try to paint this whole thing as a conspiracy. But the funny thing about it, so Hannity comes out and says, Michael Cohen never represented me in any matter. He's never retained him, never received an invoice or paid any legal fees. He may have had brief discussions about um, legal questions. And he maybe wanted his input or perspective. And that's what he says. So there's nothing wrong with that. He's probably done that with other attorneys too. And he does it daily on it or almost daily on his show. He's got um, legal experts on there that he, you know, talks to. So nothing about that is, you know, there's no criminal. (laughs) Mueller's special counsel is not looking for a crime. That's pretty apparent. So, but they got this dem (laughs) rep, Jerry Connolly, Democrat from Virginia. This is, this is, we gotta take them down. We gotta take them down. They're winning. We gotta take them down. These guys, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm sure, I'm sure if this guy, Jerry Conley, okay, if this guy, I can't even imagine that this guy's acting on his own. He looks like a sad puppy, like they forced me to do it. They threatened me. They said they would kill my, my cat. I had to do it. I love my cat. If I didn't, if I, if I hadn't done it, they would have come after me with everything. They've got the goods on me. <laughs> and I mean, when I say the goods, I mean they've got it. I've gotten a couple of skeletons in my closet, the ones that I wasn't able to get rid of and clean out, but uh, liberals know about it, and, well, I'm forced to do their bidding. That's what he looks like. He looks like somebody that they're just they're propping up there. It's like, hey, you better get out there and go after Sean Hannity. He's like, who, who, me? That's right. Give him the works. But that's how the liberals, that's how they operate. That's how they operate. And there's other stuff that, was, that went on today, but so boring. Former First Lady Barbara Bush passes away at 92. I hardly ever get um, teared up when people pass away after 90. Uh, and the reason is, is because it seems like uh, when you think about, you know, how long that actually is, it's quite astounding. So it's like, well, you, you've received that much of a reward. You've lived to be 92 years old and she was a great first lady and all that stuff. And um, that's the thing. That's the thing. So she passed away. Fly the flag is half that. There we go. Other than that, there's just, uh, man, I'll tell you what, the world is just full of just all kinds of craziness and nonsense but the sanity that runs the element of sanity that runs through that thread of sanity that runs through all of these um issues that we're facing is that they're they're, they are being dealt with i think that's the takeaway from the whole thing is that they are being dealt with um even if you don't see what's happening um, on a daily basis which is probably a good thing um there's pretty much some guarantees that this is going to go the way we think it's going to go and um that's sad for the people who did it, but also they, you know, anyone who's guilty of it, you know, guilty in that group, they need to come out of there. They need to get out of there. So this is clear, clearly an abuse of power.
Tapi gue tau.